the highest point in a child's life. And vitamin K is a blood coagulant. No other day in man's, man's uh, life is, is the vitamin K ever higher than the eighth day, which was the day God said to, to cut the foreskins off the newborn children. Blood was shed. It was a sign that they were children of God. They were of Yahweh, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. It required blood. So when your heart is circumcised to know Jesus Christ, God just cut away a portion of your heart, and it required blood, and it hurt. You had to give up drinking. You had to give up swearing, cussing. The Holy Spirit would no longer let you take the name of the Lord God in vain. He would keep on telling you, you got to get rid of that drug, those drugs, those alcohol halls. you got to get rid of that, that uh, living person you're living with. you got to get rid of them. It has to change. You have to get rid of them. You have two choices. You get rid of them or get married, either one. The people that I've counseled over the years would say, I'm not marrying him. I'm there like, what are you doing? Genesis 18. So three times so far, this is the third time, Genesis 18:22. Well, I already told you about Isaac's sacrifice and that God caused the lamb to be in the, in the thicket. And as I mentioned Thursday night, when have you ever saw a deer or a ram or any animal caught in a thicket by its horns? It just don't happen. God had to put there. They're strong enough. Even a deer, an eight, eight, ten point, twelve point buck, can walk through those shrubs and just pull those trees and limbs off with them. Three times the scarlet thread of redemption is shown in the Abrahamic covenant. God's future Messiah line will be preserved once more to bruise Satan's skull, just like God said. Deuteronomy 18, 15 tells us the Lord God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, like unto me, unto him shall you hearken. This Moses is telling us that God's going to send the Messiah. Listen to him. He's called the prophet with a capital P if you look in your King James Version. In Acts chapter 3, verse 23, it says this, It shall come to pass that every soul which will not hearken to that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. And that prophet is, you know, Jesus Christ. He is the prophet, the priest, and the king. And he's the only one that, uh, that holds all three offices. Prophet, priest, and king. David was a king and he was a prophet, but he wasn't a priest. Samuel was a prophet and a priest, but he wasn't a king. Jesus is the only one that fulfills all three of those offices. And Moses is telling him right here to hearken unto him. Exodus is the fifth time in 12, 5 through 13. Moses and the Hebrews went down to Egypt in Jacob's time, and 400 years later, they became they were became slaves in those 400 years until Joseph, you know, after Joseph's time. And Moses is called to lead them out of the promised land. 
Pharaoh would not let them go until the 10th plague. You remember that 10th plague, right? Unless I see the blood on the lentils and the, the doorpost and the lentil, he said, he said, the firstborn in those houses will die. So what had to happen? A lamb had to be sacrificed. It had to be a one-year-old male lamb to be sacrificed at twilight. The blood was to be put on the post and the lentil on the door. And the Lord said, when I pass by, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Again, the scarlet thread of redemption is seen. The blood caused the Lord to pass over you. And the blood of Jesus Christ today, if you have it applied to your heart and believe in Him, He came, He was buried, He, he was resurrected a third day according to the Scriptures, then the blood is applied to you and eternal death will pass over you. The scarlet thread of redemption is shown once again. And it's continued. The picture is getting clearer and clearer that God is painting. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. And Jesus offered that final time. His blood was shed for you. This is an Old Testament event that is illustrating a New Testament truth. The sixth time is Leviticus accounts. In Leviticus 17, 11, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement. Make atonement. I like, I like my definition of atonement. I learned this in Bible college. at one So you're made one with God. You can actually be with him. You're, cannot, you're actually the bride of Christ. You will be with him someday. It will make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement for your soul. It's the blood. Another time we see the scarlet thread of redemption. That's in Leviticus 17. In the prior chapter, Leviticus 16, we see what's called the scapegoat offering. You were to kill, you were to take coo goats. You were to kill the one for a sin offering for the people and bring its blood inside the veil, sprinkle it on the mercy seat, which is in the tabernacle or in the temple after Solomon had it fixed and built out. You were to sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat before, uh, as you did with the blood of the bull and the goat. So you shall make atonement for the holy place because of their transgressions for all the sins. So that's why you had the two goats. They would lay hands on the one goat, slay it, sacrifice it, and the other goat was set free. They made sure that he ran out of the city into the mountains, and he was set free. They probably marked it. Don't ever kill this goat. Every year this happened. You know what that's a picture of? You. You know what? There's even a, a picture of that in Barabbas. Barabbas stood before Pontius Pilate along with Jesus, and, and they, he said to the people, Who should I let go? And the people said, Barabbas. Crucify Jesus. Barabbas. Barabbas. Barabbas was let go. 
Jesus was crucified. You know what? God let you go because you're the scapegoat. You're the goat that escaped, I should say. If you apply Jesus' blood to your heart, you escape the penalty of sin. Beautiful pictures. Again, pointing to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. Without the shedding of blood. Don't think you can get to heaven by good works. Oh, man, I know a guy. I, this is a true story. I know a guy, a multimillionaire, very greedy, multimillionaire. When one time he went out to buy a Corvette, now he had money like you wouldn't believe. He wouldn't, he wouldn't buy the Corvette because it was too much money. So a friend of his that was with him bought it for him and gave it to him. When this guy died, he left $5 million to a church he never stepped foot in. If you think you've given money to the church is going to give, buy you salvation, the only thing that buys you salvation is the blood of Christ. Wake up. Doesn't matter if you taught Sunday school for 35 years and you never missed a church service. You can't buy your salvation. Salvation comes through one way, the scarlet thread of redemption that is in Jesus Christ. There was this other time after Moses is gone, a man named Joshua took the lead of Israel. And they were going into Jericho. And there was this prostitute there named Rahab. And Joshua 18, you know, she, the, 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 the Hebrews sent a group of spies into the city, and they spied it out, and she knew who they were. She told them that we know what, what your God did to the Red Sea and parted it 40 years prior, by the way. 40 years prior. We saw what your God could do. We saw how you, you absolutely crushed the Midianites and all the other people that they were coming into the land. And she said, your God is God. And she said, please protect us when God gives you this city. And what did Joshua say? He said, Thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, because her house was on the wall. So she tied that blood thread. And anybody in her house, all her, her mother, her father, her sisters, her brothers, you know, she invited them into the house, and everybody in that house was saved. And the Lord passed over. And that, you know what, when the walls of Jericho fell, the Bible says the walls fell straight down, except Rahab's. That was made intact. So that way, it made easy access for the Hebrews to get into the city because the walls just fell straight down. It doesn't fall over, and they had to climb through rock after rock to get into the city. That was God's doing. If you remember right, they walked around it seven times and prayed. I've done that here. Walked around this property seven times, several times. Scarlet thread of redemption. And Rahab, she's in the messianic line to Jesus Christ. 
She's one of like five women that are mentioned in the Bible. That shows you the mercy and the forgiveness of God. He forgave her. And she followed after Yahweh, the God of Israel. This was like a mini Passover. You know, put that scarlet thread. What does scarlet thread mean? It means I believe in the thread of the blood of Christ, the Messiah that's going to come. That goes for you too out there. All you got to do is believe and apply this blood and you shall be saved and eternal death will pass over you and you will have life eternal in the kingdom of God because Jesus said, I am the name of God, I am. Turn to Genesis chapter 3, no, Exodus 3, 14. It says, Moses was told by the Lord in the burning bush, you just tell them, I am sent you. That's the name of God. Jesus said, I am. There were seven I am statements in, in the Bible, in, in the Bible, and I'll tell you what, Jesus said, I am I am. He made sure that you know, I am the resurrection of life. I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's telling you, I am the name of God. As a matter of fact, in Greek, I mentioned it many times, in Greek, it's ego, imi, which it really is, ego means I, and imi means I am. So Jesus really said this. It's emphatic. He's driving it home. I, I am the resurrection and the life. You see that? You see the power in that? I see it. Her whole family was spared because they, if they walked into her house, they were trusting in the scarlet thread of redemption to come. And even Rahab, as I mentioned, she is in the messianic line to Messiah. In the Messianic line, the, the blood thread is written all through the Old Testament. I named a few of the places. You can read the 22nd Psalm. It's a picture of the crucifixion of Christ, which was written 750 B.C., right around in there. And crucifixion wasn't even invented until like the 300 B.C. It wasn't even thought of. It's written by, by the psalmist, David, in Psalm 22. Crucifixion didn't even exist. And then you go to Isaiah 53. You know, all of us like sheep have fallen away. We all of us have gone astray. We can see that. 365 prophecies in the Old Testament point to one man. Only one man could, 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 could fulfill all 365 prophecies. And there's only one man in eternity. There's only one man that could fulfill eight of those prophecies. And I think it's the one scholar, Josh McDowell or something like that, he says the, the odds of that would be like covering the state of Texas with silver dollars a foot high, marking one coin, and then go through Texas and pick out the, the coin on the first pick. Ain't going to happen. There's only one man that fulfills that. One man, one God man, Jesus Christ.
The old in the Old Testament, the blood of Jesus stains every page. The blood of Jesus stains just about every page in this Bible. In the New Testament, the blood of Jesus stains every page. That's for sure. The Bible is red with the redemption truth that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He is the He is the blood. That His blood is what saves you. There's all kind of New Testament promises in the in the New Testament. First John one seven. Listen to this. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all of our sin. John six fifty three through fifty six. Truly I say to you, except a man eat my flesh. And drink of my blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. He's talking, Jesus is telling you, he don't really want you to eat his flesh and drink his virtual blood. You'd be a cannibal at that point. He's doing what Isaiah or Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 15, 16. He said, your words were found and I did eat them and they became the joy and the delight of my heart. He didn't literally eat the scroll. He said, I, I digested it. I read it. I digested it. I meditated on it. And I see it. And that's what Jesus is saying. Unless you really understand my blood is going to be shed for you, my body is going to be broken for you, then, then, then you can walk with me into eternal life. Jesus is talking about receiving his sacrifice when we do communion. John put it this way, first chapter, 10th verse, and 12th to the 12th verse. He said, He, the Messiah, was in the world, and the world was made through Him. He came to His own, and those who were His own people did not receive Him. But as many as did receive Him, He gave them the right to become the children of God. Because He, the Creator of the world, was in the world. It kind of lines up with... Genesis 22.8, doesn't it? 22.8. God will provide himself the sacrifice. Jesus tried to explain this to us in Luke. Well, now let's, let's go to the two on the road to Emmaus. When the two were walking to Emmaus, Jesus was crucified. It's the third day. They're walking to Emmaus, a seventh-day journey. They meet this man on the road, and he was going to Emmaus, so they asked him to follow them. And they were telling him about, you know, all the sad things that happened. Jesus, who was a prophet, was crucified. And Jesus said, oh, you slow of heart to understand. And he began, verse 27, I believe this is of Luke 24. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he, Jesus, interp interpreted to them all the scriptures concerning himself. Wouldn't you like to have been on that road when Jesus explained all the scriptures concerning himself, beginning with Moses? He would have showed them things that they never heard of before. And then when he revealed himself to them at the breaking of the bread, I, I just I can just imagine they probably wanted to fall like falling over dead. They were just amazed. Here we were with Jesus. We walked with him for seven miles. We didn't even recognize him. 
Well, didn't, didn't, when he was speaking, didn't our hearts joyce, rejoice within them? I hope your heart rejoices when you read the Word of God. Now, if you read other verses in the Bible, I'm just going to go real quick through these. Through the blood of Christ, we are justified. We are forgiven. I could give you Scripture verses to back all this up, but we're running out of time. The blood of Christ, through the blood of Christ, you are justified. It's just as you have never sinned. Forgiven. You've been spared from the wrath of God. And who wants to be that on that side, on the wrong side? You're virtually, you're spiritually healed. You're spiritually made alive. You have peace with God. Your judgment is, my judgment, your judgment is satisfied in, in the blood of Christ. We are cleansed. We are overcome the enemy through the blood of Christ. We no longer are under a curse. We reclaim souls from the enemy. We can do that because of the blood of Christ. We're under the covenant of promise. Our atonement it was made in him. Our onement with him. We're made saints. We have God's unmerited favor. We're declared righteous. We're declared sinless. We have fellowship with the Redeemer. We have fellowship with God. We're able to enter into his holy presence. We're spoken for by the Father. We're set free. We're freed from defiled conscience. We're no longer condemned. We're declared whole. We're victorious. Our debt has been totally satisfied. And by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. Jesus' blood weaves together the animal sacrifices to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve's sin all the way up to the end of the millennium. The blood of Jesus snares the ram that took Isaac's place on Mount Moriah. The lamb's blood of stains every doorpost of the houses in Egypt. And if you are a child of God, the very blood of Jesus stains your doorposts. And when you go over, when some people go home and they anoint their houses, that's telling the enemy that this house is covered by the blood. Your house. The blood trickles down from the altar into the tabernacle in the temple. The scarlet cord that we've seen binds the Old Testament and the New Testament at John the Baptist's intro of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The scarlet thread takes us to the Lord's Supper where Jesus said, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This cup is in the Passover is my blood. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Hebrews 9, 7. Salvation comes by Christ's death, but not without blood. The importance of the blood is written all through the scriptures. I could go more and more on the blood of Christ. It is inevitable that the blood of Christ is why you are saved. You're justified again by the blood, Romans 5, 8. Hebrews 9, 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, 
who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve a living God. The living God, I should say. First Peter. One, two. According to the foreknowledge of God, all this happened. In sanctification of the Spirit, to the obedience of sprinkling of the blood of Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. How was it multiplied to you? Jesus' blood was sprinkled. When they slayed the offering, they sprinkled the blood on the altar. Jesus' blood was sprinkled. And his blood, how was it sprinkled on the cross? There's actually seven ways. When, he was, when his beard was pulled out, he sprinkled blood. When he was crowned with thorns, he sprinkled blood. When he was whipped with a cat of nine tail, he sprinkled blood. When he was punched in the face, he was sprinkled blood. When he was nailed to the cross, he was sprinkled blood. And when he was pierced in his hands and feet, he sprinkled blood seven times, just like it's told to sprinkle the blood of the bull and the goat on the altar seven times. If you want to see a beautiful one, go to Derek Prince's uh, teaching on the sprinkling of the blood. He does an awesome job with it. The scarlet thread of redemption is all through the Bible. Revelation 12, 11, They overcame him because of the what? Blood of the Lamb and because of their testimony. And they did not love their life even unto death. Joshua 2:19. We're coming close to an end. And it shall be, whoever shall go out of the doors of your house, his blood shall be on his head, and we will be blameless. And whosoever shall be with you in the house, his blood shall be on your head, if a hand is on him. That reminds me of Cain, Genesis 4.16. Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. He wasn't willing to shed blood for God. He didn't love God at all. He could have cared less, even though he knew his punishment was great. He wanted to live his own life his way. And of course, you know he's dead. We know who's at Nimrod. He killed a guy just like Cain killed his brother. He said it was self-defense. Who knows? They were kind of liars. Don't go out from the presence of the Lord, all you people out there. There's only one thing that saves you, and that's the blood of Christ. Here's the application. And it shall be whoever goes out of the, out of the scarlet thread of redemption, his blood shall be on your own hands. If you go out from this scarlet thread of redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ, your blood is on your own hands. In other words, it's your own fault. Because especially in America, Americans have no, they have been blessed 
with the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached. But they still chose to go out. They, they considered the blood of Christ as being unholy, and they trampled it under their feet. Don't you dare trample the blood of Christ under your feet. This was Almighty God who shed his blood for you. God himself became the sacrifice. Hebrews 9, 7 says that we see that salvation comes through the death of Christ, but not without blood. So far, we saw in this passage, the fall of man brought the blood. The Cain and Abel's, Noah, the blood sacrifice, Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant, Moses and the Hebrews, the Passover, Mosaic law, the Leviticus accounts, Leviticus 16 and 17, Rahab and the promise made to her that her house would be safe. The New Testament blood of Messiah, it weaves, it snares, it stains, it trickles, it binds. The scarlet thread of redemption takes us to the Lord's Supper table where he changed the old covenant into a new covenant, a new covenant of life in the blood of Christ. You know this song. I'm going to quote it here for you. I'm going to, we're not going to sing it, but I got another song we're going to sing that Matt's going to do. Nothing but the blood. Let me read the lyrics to you. These people wrote with great heart. What can wash away my sin? You can answer nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make you whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my pardon, this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this I plea, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, how precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other font I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other font I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus will save you, church. You're just hearing an honest message from an honest God who put honest words in the only book worth being worthy of to be read. First, that is, and applied to your life. I have Matt coming up to do one of the songs we did prior, and I'll be up here at the altar, and if any of you want to come up and say, I've been taking the blood of Jesus a little bit lightly too lately, you come on up here, and we'll pray for you. And you can come up while Matt's playing, and we'll pray separately. I'll turn off my mic. Empty hands. 
those of you out there, I'm praying that today you saw that there's nothing but the blood of Jesus that's going to save you. Nothing. And that's why we're playing Amazing Grace, because it's amazing. It's simply free. And you can have it free of charge. I hope you see today. And remember, the cross is green. God's saying, come to me if you're heavy and weary, and I'll give you rest. So God bless you. If you've responded, I hope you drop us a note. Freedom Church, well, go to my email, joe at freedomchurchpb.org. Joe at freedomchurchpb.org. God bless you all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.